اَفَأَمِنَا Does he feel secure? Who? الَّذِينَ Those people who? مَكَرُوا السَّيِّئَاتِ Who have planned, who plot السَّيِّئَاتِ Evil things. Those people who plot evil things. And obviously these plots were against who? The Prophet ﷺ in order to harm him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do these people feel secure? أَمْ that يَخْسِفَ He can cause to swallow. يَخْسِف from خَسْف He can cause it to swallow. Allahu Allah meaning Allah can cause to swallow بِهِمْ with them الْأَرْضَ the earth meaning He can cause the earth to swallow them. Because this earth belongs to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is obedient to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah commands the earth, cave in from a certain place. Or that there should be a huge crater and a huge earthquake and the earth cracks. And as a result, people who are walking on it, who once lived upon it, who were dancing and having fun on it, they're swallowed in by the earth. Does it not happen? It happens. So how do they feel secure while they're walking on Allah's earth, Allah's land, and they have the courage to plot against the Messenger of Allah? They have the courage to speak against Allah, to reject the one whom Allah has sent? How do they feel so secure? Allah can finish them in an instant. يَخْسِفَ اللَّهُ بِهِمُ الْأَرْضِ أَوْ الْعَذَابِ Or the punishment can come to them. مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ From where they cannot even perceive. Meaning it can come so suddenly that a few seconds before, they never imagined in their wildest dreams that something like that could have happened. Adab can come to them from where they cannot even imagine. Because they never imagined it, this is why they never did anything to protect themselves, to keep themselves safe, in case something like that happens. So in other words, they cannot escape then. They cannot save themselves at that time. So those who reject the Prophet ﷺ, those who doubt what Allah has sent, they're being questioned that, what do you think you're doing? Against which power, against which God are you planning? Do you even realize? Who are you opposing? Who are you rejecting? Do you even think about that? What has made you so fearless? Do you not realize that anything can happen to you at any time? Think about it. Heart attack. How does that happen? A stroke. How does that happen? Within a few seconds sometimes. You know, a burn. A big burn. It can happen within a few seconds. I was watching this video recently of this man who was working at this gas station and he climbs up this um, you know, big tanker that's full of gas. Okay, And he goes up and as soon as he takes out his phone or something to have some light so that he can open. And what happened? Instantly, he caught fire. He caught fire, that man. Now, did he ever expect it? That something like this can happen? No. We are so weak. We are living in a planet that seems very safe on the outward. But you know what? It's full of dangers and risks. It's full. The atmosphere, the sky, okay, the clouds, likewise beneath this earth. Think about it. Earthquake. How suddenly they happen? How suddenly? How quickly is it that waves, you know, they're rolling over to the shore and they just don't stop. They keep rolling. They keep coming. They keep coming. So fast 
that they are taking with them everything that comes in their way. Huge cars, heavy trucks, even houses are uplifted and everything is gone. Floods. Don't we hear about these things happening all the time? An earthquake here, a flood over there, a tsunami here. I mean, some buildings could be constructed in such a way that they're earthquake-proof. But that doesn't mean that they are, you know, safe from other natural disasters. Okay? And even earthquake-proof, they can only be to a certain limit. So, do they not realize where they're living, how weak they are, how at risk they are, inside their body, outside even, but still they have the courage to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Now, what the mushrikeen of Makkah were doing, yes, it was very extreme. And yes, you know, when you look at it from outside, you're like, really, were they not using their mind? How could they disbelieve? But let's shift the camera to ourselves. Let's look at ourselves. That with what confidence do we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You know, sometimes when we're alone, and nobody is watching, we're alone at home, nobody's there, we can watch anything on the television, we can do anything we want, we can say anything we want, we can behave however we want, because nobody's watching. But who's watching? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who still has full control over you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do we not hear about sudden deaths? Sudden deaths. Accidents. What are accidents? Events that people did not prepare for. They never expected it. They never imagined it. But yet, an accident happened, and five people lost their lives. Ten people lost their lives. And you would think that certain countries are safer. Meaning if you're living over there, or certain areas, if you're living over there, you'll be safe. Nothing can happen to you. Because overall, you know, there's no storms, and the weather is such, or the ground is such that there's no expected danger. No foreseen danger. But still, the way guns are being used in certain countries, you never know. I mean, a school is not safe anymore. A house is not safe anymore. A store is not safe anymore. Even small communities. I mean, the other day I was reading in the news, somewhere in the States, 350 people is the total population of that small town. And a grandfather shot dead his daughter as well as her six children, and then he shot himself. Where are we safe? Where? We're so weak. We all know about the last week accident or the shot which is in the Scarborough's done. The young man with the two kids, he left the country and coming here to sponsor their family and to be having good, safe life. Because as you know, Afghanistan is very tough. And there's all for 20 years or 30 years, there's a bombarding, there's a bomb. But they leave all his life there, safe, with no problem, nothing. But finally decided to come to Canada. Two children, one is five years, one is three years. And he came finally to come here to make house, to make your life, so they can sponsor him here in Canada. But at the night when he's closing the pizza store, people shooting them, and he died in the spot. Mm-hmm. So there, you do not know where your debt will take you out. It's not the space, it's not where you're going to go at. The two kids, their wife, everybody's there, back home. But they're coming to make life and survive their family. SubhanAllah. I mean, you would think that if you've moved to a particular area, to a particular country, you'd be safer there. You can live longer. You can outlive you know, your death. But the fact is that whenever a person is decreed to die, he will die. So the fact is that no matter how protective, no matter how secure, no matter how safe we feel, 
Who is truly protected and saved? The one whom Allah grants protection to. And who is it that He grants protection to? His awliya. It doesn't mean that people who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who love Allah, they will never die. No, of course. Every human being will eventually die. Every human being will eventually go. Some will go sooner and others will go later. But no one is staying here permanently. So when we realize that our life is short, we are going to leave one day. We are going to one day face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We better set our record right. We better make sure what's going in our records is worth presenting. It is worth showing. Because otherwise, who is to blame? We are to blame. I was reading this um, article once and there was like they were showing all those sinkholes that have been happening and they were saying that most of the sinkholes have been happening like recently and like big big mansions and like one of them was so scary that there was a house and right, right next to that house the wall of the house and and this whole area um, of ahead of the wall it all just sunk and the house didn't sink but like this whole area in the back was like completely gone and it's and the roads and big big roads and especially the big mansions and it was really scary to see that and there were quite a few I was shocked when I saw yeah. that sinkholes they're becoming quite common uh, I remember reading in the news once that this man heard a big blast ran out of the house his brother was inside and um, when he came and checked his brother was not there anymore and there was just a big big hole big hole in the ground brother gone where Allahu Alam so can we ever feel so secure that we can disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Remember that story of those uh, three boys whom their father said that go commit this sin, I don't know what that sin was, where nobody's watching you. Go eat this where nobody's watching you. So one went somewhere and he ate, and another child went somewhere else and he ate, and the third child came back and he's like, I couldn't find any place where Allah was not watching me. Allah was watching me everywhere. I was never alone. And this is a reality. We're never alone. We're always being watched. We're always being checked on. Constantly our deeds are being recorded. You know, it's like there are times when you can just relax and be off guard and just behave however you want and say however you want and just laze around and dress up however you want. But even that has to be within limits. It cannot be such that a person begins to behave in a way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not approve of. When you're at work, you have to keep a check on you know how you're carrying yourself, how you're talking, how you're working, you're not wasting any time. But the fact is that a believer, a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a 24-7 servant. He's always being checked on. Always being checked on. Deeds, actions, thinking, everything. أَوْ يَأْخُذَهُمْ فِي تَقَلُّبِهِمْ Or he can seize them فِي تَقَلُّبِهِمْ In their taqallub In their usual activity Taqallub is from the root letters قَاف لَامْبَ قَلَّبَ يُقَلِّبُ تَقْلِيب Taqallub is to um, turn about You know when we say يَا مُقَلِّبَ الْقُلُوبِ سَبِّتْ قَلْبِ عَلَى دِينِ So taqallub is to turn about Now the word taqallub is used in several ways Literally means to turn about Over here we can understand this as travel Back and forth you know, when a person is going in and out, in and out. Okay? You know, out the city, in the city. Out the country, back in the country. Out of the house, back to the house. Uh, you know, on the way to work, back, you know, home. 
on the way to the supermarket, back home. So this taqallub is constantly going on in our lives, right? So this is why the word taqallub is also understood as usual activity. Because that's what's going on. You're going upstairs, downstairs, inside out, right? From kitchen to the other room, back to the kitchen. This is going on through the day. So, أَوْ يَأْخُذَهُمْ فِي تَقَلُّبِهِمْ He can seize them, meaning punish them, while they are busy in their usual activity. Meaning everything is calm, everything is going as normal. It's an ordinary day. An ordinary day when a person doesn't expect any harm. يَأْخُذَهُمْ فِي تَقَلُّبِهِمْ تَقَلُّب has also been understood as when a person is turning about in his bed. In his bed. You know, changing from the right side to the left side, from the left side to the right side. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can seize a person when that person is laying in his bed, feeling safe and secure. He is resting, he is relaxing, and Allah can punish him there also. He can seize him there also. فَمَاهُمْ بِمُعْجِزِينَ And they cannot cause failure. They cannot escape Allah's plan. They cannot escape when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to catch them. Now this doesn't mean that anyone who dies in an accident or dies you know, while they're doing their daily routine, their daily activity, or during their travel, or in a natural disaster, they must be doing something really, really bad. They must be sinful. No, the fact is that all of the children of Adam are sinful. Some are caught early and some are caught later. Some are granted a longer life than others and some are granted a shorter life than others. But eventually, everyone has to go. So when we hear something on the news or when we see something on the internet, don't just assume, oh, they must be really sinful. No, it just means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still being merciful to us in that He is giving us some more time, a few more days, a few more seconds, a few more years. Allahu alam how much more? But He's given us some more time. So anyone who is living, who is surviving, he is surviving because of whose mercy? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And anyone who goes, however they go, they're going because their time is up. But none is safe from Allah's decree. Everyone will go and he will go back to his Lord. So throughout this life, get your act together and keep a check on your record. What's going on in there? What's being entered in your record? Because that is what we will have to face. أَوْ يَأْخُذَهُمْ Or he can seize them. عَلَى تَخَوُّفٍ عَلَى on تَخَوُّف تَخَوُّف From the root letters, خَوَوْفَ What does خَوْف mean? Fear. So in a state of fear, you know sometimes death comes how? Suddenly, within a second. A person doesn't even know how he died. For other people, how does it come? Slowly and gradually, they see death coming. And as death draws closer and closer, what happens? Their fear, it increases and it increases. And this is a very painful death. Tahawuf. Like for example, a person is starving to death. A person is living in a state where someone is threatening them every few minutes, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to behead you. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that to you. And then what happens? Eventually, their last day comes. But imagine for three months, for one year, a person is living in a state, I could be killed any moment. Can you imagine the fear and the agony that a person is living with? You know, when a ship is sinking 
and a person is trapped on that ship and he sees okay five of my friends have already fallen in the water i could be next the khawf the khawf people are sitting in an airplane and they're told you know what we're going straight down in the water sorry we can't do anything to save you and then people feel going down 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 and then the plane hits the water and it goes down the khawf a train falls off the bridge and then what happens people see they can see where they're headed to the khawf in that state of extreme fear don't these things happen am i talking about a fairy tale world or am i talking about the real world this is real world these are things that we hear about all the time every other day someone dies in one way another person dies in another way 300 people killed in one way another 300 people lose their lives in another way ala takhawf also the word takhawf means tanaqqus 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 meaning gradual diminishing gradual deterioration gradual deterioration so for example a person gradually his body is deteriorating 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 you know the doctors they diagnose an illness a disease and then what happens they prepare the person that this is what's going to happen to your body when they go for their next test they find out okay my body has become much worse next test much worse much worse much worse tanaqqus gradually their health declines gradually their strength declines a person has a whole lot of money big business what happens big loss here big loss there big loss there and the next thing they know they are in debt tanaqqus so this also happens all the time aw ya'khudhuhum ala takhawfin fa inna rabbakum lara'ufur rahim but indeed your lord is surely affectionate and merciful that we sin day in and day out seriously think about it what is it that makes us worthy of living what what is that special thing that we have done because of which we can say that yeah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has let me live yeah i deserve that what makes us better than people who have died in airplane crashes who have lost their lives in mystery planes what makes us better are we more generous are we more knowledgeable are we more pious worshipers what makes us more worthy can we say that we are better people no we cannot the fact is that it's only exclusively purely allah's mercy his kindness because of which we're breathing and we're living every moment every day but we misuse this and we instead of being grateful to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instead of remembering him and thanking him and increasing in our obedience we go the other way it just reminds me that we should be so grateful like no matter what happens like bad or good is small or big like always be grateful because i remember um a little bit after 911 like this happened a little bit after 911 happened um a journalist he was talking to because there were so many people that would have been in that building because they worked there but they weren't there and they weren't part of the accidents and um he was interviewing he got some of those people and he was talking to them like of all days like today was the day you missed work why and the reasons were so like like so little like there was one lady who her kids first day of kindergarten so she was a little bit late to work and she like didn't she wasn't in the building and like a man who that morning forgot to iron his shirt so he was a little late 
and like uh, a lady who stopped to get bandages so she was just a couple minutes late and like one who missed his bus because he was tying his shoes and at that time I'm sure they were all like angry and you know I'm going to miss work I'm going to be late but then they, they could have died if they were there it wasn't their time so again the lesson is that if anyone dies in an accident suffers in an accident it's because that was decreed for them and if someone was saved they were saved only because of whose mercy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy but again how many years are we going to live? How many? A few more perhaps? Maybe less than a year? We all have to go back eventually. Assalamu alaikum. I was just thinking about books and movies these days. You know, often they show how, you know, some sort of major asteroid is going to hit us and whatever, and all the scientists get together and they find a solution within 24 hours and they save the planet. And, you know, these sort of things are, you know, uh, we get brainwashed into it that, you know what, it's okay, no matter what happens, all the scientists and smart people get together and save us. And we don't realize that, you know, no matter what these scientists do, at the end of the day, it's, it's what Allah decrees will happen for us. And we're, we always live with this false belief within us. And, you know, we have to be really careful and we should always, you know, keep these eyes in front of us and realize that, you know, anything can happen at any moment. And no scientist, no research can save us. Yeah. I mean, think about just a small virus. One virus can spread so quickly and it can take the lives of so many people. What control do we have over our immune system even? Do we have any control? It's like you said, how some people see their death coming to them slowly. Uh, we hear about cancer patients or people who have an incurable disease. For them, every day is just a, like they're just waiting for their death to come to them. They're just waiting for that last moment when it's finally going to be over. Um, and even if we don't take their example, for us, for those who are elderly, we see people, our loved ones, in front of us. We see them growing older every single day. We worry for them. Um, we see ourselves grow older every single year. And we're like, oh, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough to do this anymore. Right? Like you hear, like my khala, my, my mother, everyone, there's like, oh, yeah, when I was younger, I used to do this too. Now my body doesn't have the strength to do this anymore. <laughs> right? You see people in front of you aging. You see... Like, death is coming. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's a matter of setting yourself to prepare yourself mentally that, you know what, it's coming. What can I do in that time that I have? Because it's definitely coming. If it's happening to your parents, if it's happening to the people around you, it's definitely going to happen to you. It's not like you're going to suddenly be saved from something that is the only certainty in our life. أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْ Do they not see إِلَىٰ to that which مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ That which Allah has created مِنْ شَيْءٍ anything. Meaning everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, do they not see it? What? That يَتَفَيَّأُ ظِلَالُهُ Its shadows, their shadows, they يَتَفَيَّأُ They incline. عَنِ الْيَمِينَ From the right. وَالشَّمَائِلْ And the left. يَتَفَيَّأُ is from the root letters فَيَّ هَمْزَ فَيْ is to rujur, to return. To shift from one side to the other. And zilal, you know, is a plural of zil. Zil is shadow. So, do they not see that everything which Allah has created, it has a shadow. And that shadow, what happens to it? It shifts. يَتَفَيَّأُ It shifts from عَنِ yamin from the right, وَالشَّمَائِلَ And also from the left. Meaning, throughout the day, with the movement of the sun, what happens? The shadow shifts. Does it happen? That sometimes you're sitting in the shade in your backyard and then what happens? 
After a few moments, you realize you're not in the shade anymore. Why? Because the shadow, it moved, it shifted. And these shadows, as they are laying on the ground, and as they're shifting, right to left and left to right, through the day, through the seasons, they are in reality, سُجَّدًا They're prostrating to Allah. وَهُمْ And they are humble. They're prostrating to Allah because they're laying on the ground. The shadow is where? Where is the shadow? It's on the ground. If not on the ground, on something that is lower than where the object is. Hmm? So it is prostrating. And it's dakhirun. Dakhirun is a plural of dakhir from dukhur. Dukhur is to be small. To be such that you do whatever you are commanded. You have no choice. You have no say. Dakhir is basically used for someone who does whatever he's commanded to do. Whatever he is told to do. He doesn't have any say. You know, for example, if you're told to do too much work, you can say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do this. Like for example, there could be a person who's cleaning somewhere, like for example at a workplace, and they're told, clean this drain. And they're like, no, excuse me, I don't clean drains. I don't do that. They have that right to say, I don't do this. They can refuse. Correct? But dakhir is someone who cannot refuse. Who doesn't even have that much say. Who is so weak, so low, so controlled, that he doesn't have any say. So who is dakhirun over here? Everything that Allah has created. It doesn't have any say when the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes. Can the sun refuse Allah's orders? Can the moon refuse Allah's orders? No. Can the trees refuse Allah's orders? No. Nothing can. وَهُمْ دَاخِرُونَ Now if you think about it, what is mentioned over here? مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Everything that Allah has created. Different creation of Allah is mentioned here. And if you think about it, some creatures, what are they like? Their body is such that they're literally bending. So for example, a horse. What is the neck like? It's... Bending forward, a goat, a cow, even an elephant, so huge, but with its trunk, it's bent. Hmm? So everything is humble before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is obedient to Allah. وَلِلَّهِ يَسْجُدُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ And to Allah prostrates whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth. مِنْ Of any creature, meaning every single creature prostrates to Allah. And prostration over here can be understood as physical prostration and also prostration in the sense that obedience and humility, submission, surrender. وَهُمْ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ And they are not arrogant at all. They're not arrogant. Look at the huge size of an elephant. But look at how it's bent forward. Look at a huge mountain. So tall, so massive, yet its shadow prostrates to Allah. وَالْمَلَائِكَةَ And the angels also. Meaning the angels also prostrate. هُمْ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ They're not arrogant. And the angels, يَخَافُونَ رَبَّهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ They fear their Lord above them. Meaning these angels, imagine how big they are, how mighty they are. Remember when the Prophet ﷺ saw Angel Jibreel the first time in the horizon, how big was Jibreel? He had covered the entire horizon. Imagine you're looking at a clear sky, a clear horizon, there's no tall buildings, tall structures, nothing like that. And you see something covering the entire horizon, as far as you can see. That's how big Jibreel was. Just imagine. 
But still, the angels are afraid of their Lord. يَخَافُونَ رَبَّهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ And notice مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ Meaning their Lord who's above them. This may be referring to the carriers of the throne, the angels that are carrying the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know how big those angels are? Just the distance between their earlobe and their shoulder is how much? Like a bird flying for 70,000 years? Or something like that. I don't remember the exact figure now. But just imagine the distance between the earlobe and the shoulder. A creature traveling for so many, many years. That's the distance of that one angel. But those angels even, they're afraid of their Lord. Because yes, this creation is mighty. But imagine how much more mighty is the Creator. Who is Ahad. لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Just imagine. Beyond our imagination even. So, يَخَافُونَ رَبَّهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ And the angels, despite their abilities and their power and their strength and their closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet they do whatever they are commanded. They do whatever they are commanded. When the Prophet ﷺ went for Mi'raj, he said that on the night on which I was taken on the night journey, I passed by the hosts on high, and Jibreel was like a worn mat from the fear of Allah. He looked like a worn mat. You know a mat that's like old, it's colorless. Jibreel, so beautiful he was when the Prophet ﷺ saw him before, that it was as though pearls and rubies were falling from his wings. And now, because he was so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jibreel was so scared, so terrified, that he looked like a worn mat. Colorless. As if lifeless. So scared. وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ They do whatever they are commanded. And here we are walking on this earth, so weak, so vulnerable, so tiny, and we have the confidence to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And go on in that disobedience. Recitation. أَفَأَمِنَ الَّذِينَ مَكَرُوا السَّيِّئَاتِ أَن يَخْسِفَ اللَّهُ بِهِمُ الْأَرْضَ أَوْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ الْعَذَابُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ أَوْ يَأْخُذَهُمْ فِي تَقَلُّبِهِمْ فَمَا هُمْ بِمُعْجِزِينَ أَوْ يَأْخُذَهُمْ عَلَى تَخَوْفٍ فَإِنَّ رَبَّكُمْ لَرَؤُوفٌ رَّحِيمٌ أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا إِلَى مَا خَلَقَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ يَتَفَيَّأُ ظِلَالُهُ عَنِ الْيَمِينِ وَالشَّمَائِلِ سُجَّدًا لِلَّهِ وَهُمْ دَاخِرُونَ وَلِلَّهِ يَسْجُدُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ مِن دَابَّةٍ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ وَهُمْ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ يَخَافُونَ رَبَّهُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ